Hey everybody and welcome to episode 92 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys and girls, welcome back to the show, episode 92. Itching ever closer to that hundred hundred not out, which is going to be uh, going to be fun. But yeah, hope you're well. Hope you're good. Lots of um, quality quality uh, posts and articles going out this week. Some have made some big impressions, especially one about cereal with glyphosate and cancer, and um, and uh, yeah, all different all different things that are causing quite a uh, <laughs> kids who wants cancer for breakfast and people are saying to me well what can you feed them if you don't feed me cereal it's like you're joking me how many options do you want fruit bananas well bananas things like that smoothies um all all different sorts of uh you got you've got banana pancakes avocados nuts seeds um you can have omelets eggs if you've got organic meats like sausages bacon whatever you want to feed them you know real food yeah, it's just mental. People are asking me, "What can you, what can you feed them?" It's like, yeah, you'd be better off giving your kids the box uh, of the cereal box if you want, rather than eating that cereal. Um, but yeah, that's been some interesting stuff and some interesting posts that have been going up, uh, especially around the cancer and the and the Wi-Fi as well. Some really interesting, interesting topics. Also, for everyone out there, the um, our shop is now. If you go to www.reviveyourself.co, there's a link at the top of that now for the shop, so you don't have to go to shop.reviveyourself.co. You can just go to www.reviveyourself.co, the shop link, and there's all our products that are on there. Uh, so before the home house, uh, the whole house filtration systems, as well as the Aries Tech uh, electromagnetic frequency blockers and all the other supplements that I personally recommend are all there. If you want to look into that, and we're going to have some more stuff. We're going to keep, keep on putting more and more things on there. Um, electromagnetic frequency blocking underwear. We'll be looking at infrared saunas and just different bits and bobs that I think will be will benefit you guys. Um, I want you to be able to have a, a place that you know that the quality of, of what we of what you're getting is going to be top top. And I won't pre-promote anything that is low end at at all. Um, you know, it's just not something that I do. Um, anyway, we've had some great guests, and we got this episode is actually one of my favourite episodes. Actually, in in the interview when I was doing it, I was just loving it. I was enjoying it. I was just thinking this is going to be so so um, opening for so many of you. We touched on some of these topics before with with Jason Christoph and Paul Check and a few others. But this interview is with Dr. Zach Bush. He's the owner of Restore and RestoreForLife.com. He's a triple certified physician, which you very rarely get. Um, he's got uh, this abundance of, um, of knowledge when it comes to the gut and the gut microbiome and healing it. And the depth of the depth of knowledge that he's got, or I say the depth of not just knowledge of where he's taking it in terms of how he wants to actually improve the world as you're listening and as you're here on this episode is phenomenal and we really want to be part of it and really take on board what he's saying you are the change we can sit here and we can all watch stupid shows 
I mean, I don't watch them because I just feel dumb after I've watched them. But things like Love Island and, and um, I don't know, anyway, Zessix and things like this or whatever you've got in your country, whether it be Jersey Shore or the Kardashians or whatever absolute trash is out there, which is just poisoning your mind, all about instant gratification, all about surface, shallow things, rather than getting to the deeper issues of you making yourself a better person you know be the change you want to see in the world it starts with you and also how we can how we can influence our planet stop stopping buying all this garbage that is just making our planet a more and more toxic place because we are killing off our planet at alarming rate so this is a phenomenal interview with dr zach bush um enjoy uh, really take it on board and i'll see you on the other side yeah sounds good awesome now the call the call is working it's all good and um perfect um so just just quickly where are you in california uh in virginia right now oh yeah, yeah. i've got uh i've got residents on both coasts but uh in virginia on the on the east coast right now okay how's, how's the uh well it's cold out in the east coast right now right Oh, it's not bad actually. Pretty beautiful. I think that we're uh, we're kind of in the fifties during the day with lots of sunshine right now, so it's pretty beautiful. Oh, that's uh, nice. A lot, lot better than it's been over here. It's been. Uh, I don't think we've seen the, the sun for about a couple of weeks at the moment. Oh yeah, London can get rough. Are you in London or near uh, just, London? Yeah, literally just just outside. Yeah, just outside London. Yeah. So um, it's um, yeah. I mean, you can get some beautiful days, but it's just been a little bit depressing. I mean, I know. Well, it depends, I suppose, where you are on the East Coast. I know I visit in New York um, around this time of year. It can be pretty pretty chilly as well. Um, but, yeah. So, um, Dr. Zach Bush, thank you for coming on the show. Welcome to our show. Um, it's a pleasure to have you. been wanting to get you on for a while, actually, because we've been, uh, or I have personally been using your, your uh, Restore products uh, with, for myself and with my clients. And, and it's just been really wanting to get the information all about gut health out to people. It's something I've been working on for a long time. So, just for people out there, um, Doctor Bush, how did you get into um, into into health? Because I know you have a med- medical background. Must be um, your journey into gut health. Can you explain how you got into that for us? Yeah, um, I've got a history in internal medicine, uh, just hospital-based medicine. Uh, was there in academia for about 17 years in between all my training and then uh, practice and faculty at the University of Virginia. Uh, internal medicine first and then I uh, went on to a subspecialty in endocrinology and metabolism, which is the study of hormones and uh, the, the way in which the, the body produces energy through the mitochondria and metabolic pathways. Uh, that took me into the cancer research world and so I was uh, doing uh, clinical care in endocrinology and, and endocrine cancer, and then was also moving into chemotherapy development in my basic science research. And all of that started taking me into this collision moment where I suddenly realized that my 17 years of academic medicine had left me without any tools in creating health in my patients. I had lots of tools for disease management, but uh, nothing in regard to uh, real practical or functional tools that would bring a foundation of health to my patients. And so that realization was a little bit dismal. Started to study nutrition, tried to start a nutrition clinic at the University of Virginia, but found that academic medicine and the ways in which we have uh, to practice medicine in that environment was preventing me from kind of doing anything outside the box uh, in regard to nutrition. So ultimately left the university in 2010, started my own uh, nutrition center 
And in that journey, uh, found out that nutrition science was uh, horribly uh, inadequate and incomplete. And so started uh, diving into nutrition science and ultimately started our own uh, laboratories and biotech company around what is the foundation of nutrition beyond the plant and actually really going into uh, the soil to find those truths. And so that uh, ultimately found us into understanding the relationship between soil health, plant health, and human health and that whole spectrum. So that's how I found myself there. And over the last five-year journey, really kind of found myself at the forefront of understanding nutrition medicine and the importance of gut health for the human body and lecture around the world now on these topics and training doctors and uh, consumers on how to think differently about their health uh, through the lens of their gut. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it sounds like quite a journey, really, especially things that you said there, like 17 years, and you realize you didn't have any tools to actually help them get to the root of these issues. And so you said, mentioned there's soil science, which is something that I think even a lot of nutritionists that lack knowledge in. Um, I always say to people, you also mentioned gut health, I always like to use the analogy, a, a, a plant has its soil on the outside, whereas we carry our soil on the inside. Now, when you, when you started looking into soil science, um, what was what was the big like aha moment for you? Or what did you find? I mean, compared to looking at the plant and looking at our food, what was what was it that really stuck uh, stuck out to you at soil science? Or what was it that w- worried you that you found? Yeah, so looking at the uh, the soil science, the the aha moment came around the discovery of some molecules that were sitting in soil that looked a lot like the chemotherapy I used to make, and it was a very confusing moment because for thousands of years we've been looking to plants for direction on how to develop pharmacy, how to develop medicine for humans. And so everything from Chinese herbal medicine dating back four or 5,000 years to, you know, the Greeks uh, and their their contributions to medicine and all of that, uh, Hippocrates being the famous kind of founder of, of Western thought around uh, health and healing. Uh, he has the famous Hippocratic Oath that we all take in medical school to, on, on the first day and at graduation, this oath that you know we will try to do no harm and, and only bring good to our patients. The uh, quote that's uh, given to Hippocrates, but probably was said by many people long before him, was that let thy food be thy medicine. And so we've been looking at our food and the plants therein to, to really be this source of nutrition medicine for us for thousands of years. The aha moment came looking at the soil science when we found these molecules, we suddenly realized, whoa, there's something in soil that I've never seen in a plant. And it gets at this heart of metabolism. How do cells talk and how do cells use resources or fuel to cause the healing events in the body? And so that, that discovery around bacteria and fungi and their production of these carbon molecules in soil was an extraordinary leap forward for me personally from a scientific worldview and a, a medical clinical world. Sorry, guys and girls, the line just dropped off when we were doing the interview. So we uh, just had to play around with a few things. I got Dr. Zach Bush back on the line and he's just going to go from um, where he first initially found or saw that aha moment and uh, we just let him go from there so um you know the extraordinary aha moment being you know around this this movement from the, the idea of thousands of years that we've been looking to the plants for our medicine to suddenly realizing that it's the bacteria the fungi and this entire microbiome that takes that food 
digests that, turns it into metab metabolites or functional uh, breakdown products that then become the communication chain for human health. That, that whole new paradigm that we're now seeing the world through has totally shifted my understanding of everything from cancer to autoimmune disease to human health itself. So uh, that, that journey into kind of deconstructing what, where we think the medicine is coming from is huge. This, the timing of this was really critical because in the late 2000s and in, in my cancer research, all around the world, we were starting to have labs that were starting to do genetic uh, sequencing of the microbiome of the gut. And what we discovered through all of that work was that there was clear evidence that if you have a screw up in the microbiome, you start to miss these bac bacteria in your gut or you're missing or have overgrowth of these bacteria, you get pr prone to different diseases down to the level of if you have these missing, you'll get colon cancer. If you have these missing, you'll get breast cancer. And so this stunning kind of specificity of the microbiome determining what kind of diseases we get was starting to become obvious. What we couldn't figure out was how is it possible that the microbiome could possibly be that powerful to determine disease in the host. And so we were having this new discovery of the importance of gut health for human health with no understanding of how those two connected. And that's where our discoveries of 2012 really came into the perfect moment of like, oh my gosh, the, the bacteria are literally making these molecules that lead to cell-cell communication at the human level, therefore preventing cancer, autoimmune disease, and everything else. So the bacteria and fungi in their information stream really empower the normal human biology towards what it should do every day, which is heal, 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 heal. So these these bacteria and, and fungi, I mean, they, this is very, very powerful stuff. And this is where soil science comes up. And, you know, they, I can't remember how many it is, but the millions of bacteria and parasites and fungi you can get on like a pinhead turn or even like a, uh, I can't remember, what, even the amount of soil, it's, it's quite phenomenal. But something that you, you said there, if, if certain micro, microbes are missing or certain um, certain bacteria is missing from some, someone, someone's gut, they are more prone to certain diseases. Now, how do these, how, how do, I mean, obviously when we're born, I'm, I'm guessing we're born with a full microbiome, gut microbiome. So how do we start to lose these important bacteria? Well, interestingly, we're born sterile. So uh, the, the, the baby go, doesn't have any, uh, well, we're going to find out that there are bacteria in, in, the, in the fetal environment. But right. the, the dogma in the field has been there are no bacteria in the uterus during the, the fetal development. I don't think that's probably entirely true. But certainly, it's that child is born pretty sterile. Um, the way in which it starts to inherit a foundation of microbiome is through the vaginal canal. And so, while during delivery, the baby inherits mom's vaginal mucus and its microbiome therein. And so, vaginal delivery is a critical piece to human health. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. In China now, 51% of births are done by C-section. In the United States, 32% are done by C-section. That is a devastating number because it means that you know a third of the U.S. population, half of the Chinese population, is now moving into this sterile beginning of life. No microbiome foundation whatsoever. And so born through a sterile incision in mom's belly instead of through the vaginal canal is a major screw up from a microbiome standpoint. That child now comes into the world and is set into the hospital environment without a bacterial foundation, they're gonna inherit the bacteria of the hospital, which is the last flora you would ever want. These are gonna be drug resistant bacteria and fungi, very strongly representing strep and staph uh, 
that's going to start to cause ear infections and that kind of stuff by the time the child's one or two years old, which of course is going to be treated with antibiotics, which is going to further screw up their microbiome. And so we're really setting into motion some third or half of the population for a total screw up of immune function and ultimately cancer and other neurodegenerative conditions because we have no foundation of microbiome. Of course, during the adult lifespan, or let's take it from that childhood standpoint, you start to get antibiotics for ear infections at age one or two. By age five, that's going to be strep throat, strep infections happening, more antibiotics between age five and 15 is typical. Usually kids will kind of grow out of the strep throat propensity by the time they're 13 to, to, to 18 years old. Now, instead, they're having mood disorder from that collapse of microbiome. Uh, major depression, anxiety disorders, sleep disorders, metabolic disarray, all of that starts setting in in our late teens. By the time we're in college, we're gaining weight inappropriately, we're starting to lose muscle mass, we've got stress going on multiple different pathways. By the time we're in our late 20s, we've got a propensity towards this kind of pre-diabetes state that is really profound. And so we want to see that really, uh, you know, come to reality of we need to start to really pay attention in those first couple seconds of life to setting that foundation for the microbiome. By the time we're in our 30s and 40s, we start to see a lot of propensity towards chronic gut problems and uh, chronic infections such as Lyme disease that lead to more antibiotic use. Uh, Upper respiratory infections turning into bronchitis and pneumonia are one of the leading causes of antibiotic exposure. All of these things are screwing up microbiome. But all of that said, the biggest problem we have to the microbiome isn't even in the medical world. It's actually in our agricultural environment. The number one antibiotic used worldwide is actually a weed killer. And so this thing called Roundup, which Mm -hmm. is a weed killer that got uh, popularized and and put into play by uh, Monsanto in the United States in the 1970s, really hit the ground running in the 1990s when they created the genetically modified seeds that allowed them to be Roundup ready. And so suddenly we were spraying corn, soybean, sugar beets, alfalfa, all of these staple crops with this weed killer. Interestingly, the weed killer of Roundup has never been patented as a weed killer, but it's been patented as an antibiotic, antifungal, etc. And so this thing kills the microbiome of the soil and unfortunately is a water-soluble toxin, which is really stupid design on a planet that is 70% water. And so it gets into our water systems that ultimately end up in our oceans, in the traffic from uh, a farmer's field, into the rivers, into the ocean, there's a ton of evaporation that happens. And so 75% of our air we breathe in the United States is contaminated with this chemical, 75% of the rainfall is contaminated with this chemical. So we're literally breathing and you know being rained on by an antibiotic. We're drinking it, we're eating it, it's in every bite of food. It has really permeated the entire planet. Worldwide, we're using over 5 billion pounds of this antibiotic every year. And so this is annihilating the microbiome of the, the population. And we can show very clearly in the United States, massive sea change in the, the way in which cancer is happening in our country based on how much Roundup is in the environment. And so in the Mississippi uh, collection of our Mississippi River, which is our la- largest single water system, it collects some 80% of the Roundup that's sprayed in our country into a single river. And the last 90 miles of that river runs between Baton Rouge and New Orleans, Louisiana. That 90 miles is now the highest rate of cancer in the entire developed world. We uh-huh. call it Cancer Alley. 
And so here we've caused this massive decimation of microbiome through the concentration of antibiotic. It's, they're breathing it, they're living it, they're, in, they're steeped in this thing, and they're dying of cancer faster than ever it's seen in history. Um, and so this is what we've done in the United States, and you guys in Europe are fast on our heels. Uh, the UK uh, was one of the first to start to accept Roundup Ready uh, crops in. Uh, Ireland uh, has got it growing there. Every country in the EU is somehow affected by this. Uh, France is, is the first country that said they're going to try to be Roundup free by the time of 2022 or something like this. Uh, Russia says they're going to be completely organic agriculture by 2025, and they're ahead of the whole rest of the world. So, yeah. Uh, you know, we've got to wake up in the Western uh, societies to say, if we want financial independence, if we want fiscal survivability and viability, we have to correct this massive collapse of human health. It's too expensive to see 46% of our children with a chronic disease, which is current numbers here in the United States. Uh, you guys in the UK are fast on our heels. Australia is already beating us. Like There's just so much disease out there now in our children. That generation is going to be way too costly when they hit adulthood to take care of. In the United States, for example, we're on course to have one in three children with autism by 2035. And so we just can't keep going this direction and expect for any you know, fiscal uh, feasibility or sustainability, let alone any, any health viability. Yeah, um, I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> There's about a million ways I want to go with that because you've said so many things there. First of all, we talk about cell to cell, to cell communication, C-sections. I know, I mean, so many people are doing that now and said before the vaginal canal is so important to people's health. Um, the fact you said about 46% of our children under 12 having a chronic disease, which is just shocking. Um, when you look at that, these I mean, children were always meant to be the healthiest people in our in our society, and now we're getting to the point where they're, they're, everyone's ill. Everyone's ill. Um, and these, I mean, as you said before, so the antibiotics and now, I mean, the glyphosate's been spread over everything. It's in the air. They're also pumping out animals full of antibiotics, so every time, every time you're eating it, even if you're buying organic, I mean, it's less laden with pesticides, herbicides, resenticides, chemical fertilizers, etc. But you're still going to get it because it's everywhere. And, and this yeah. is, you talked about autism there. I mean, I've got so many questions, but we're just going to go because you talked about autism there because people always say that vac vaccines don't cause autism. And the thing was, even though a study came out, I think this week in, in Italy, where they even said, well, they, they, they've even done a studies and said, well, we think that they do. Um, it's got, I think we're like all up to the Supreme Court in Italy. Um, but there wasn't, I remember talking to Dr. Stephanie Senef about this, and she was saying, it's not just the vaccines, it's the vaccines compounded with the glyphosate, compounded with the heavy metals. You put all this together, it's just a trifecta of, of just overwhelming the system, especially the, 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 especially the children. Um, who they should have getting robust immune systems, but you're putting glyphosate in there, um, and then the heavy metals, which then gets, which then um, we talked about as well. When the, when the body's trying to sleep at night, it goes through a lymphatic process of trying to clean out the brain. But these, the, the Wi-Fi then pulls the heavy metals into the brain, and all this is going on. I mean, what what can people do, you know, to to try and offset this? Yeah, I, I'm ex exactly in line with Stephanie that the whole problem is the perfect storm. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be on your show if I didn't have some hope for your audience because it's yeah. a pretty dismal story we've told so far. Um, but the, the hope we find is in that 2012 discovery in the soil. 
in 2012, we discovered that the, the soil has a very rich deposit of these carbon molecules that made up bacteria and fungi. Um, as a family, they're extremely diverse. We actually call these carbon snowflakes because the carbon backbone on these, while quite similar from, from one molecule to the next, all of the arms coming off that carbon backbone vary dramatically. Each species of bacteria, fungi, and the like will create a subset, maybe 15 to 100 of these different little carbon snowflakes that contribute to an overall fluent communication network, each one kind of being a piece of the vocabulary uh, or the language between is this the, the biology. Um, is this the um, um, Shikamete pathway? Uh, no, this is actually just, uh, this is terahydrite as right. a family of molecules. So this is a, a family of carbon molecules derived from the soil. Okay. They end up you know, blocking some of this toxicity of Roundup and glyphosate. The shikimate pathway is an enzyme pathway that is natural in bacteria and plants uh, that is blocked by Roundup. Right, so the way right. in which Roundup kills things is by blocking this pathway. And so it kills bacteria, kills plants by blocking the shikimate pathway, which produces the critical enzymes called essential amino acids. Uh, it blocks those, those enzymes that would create the essential amino acids, which would include things like phenylalanine, tryptophan, tyrosine. Uh, maybe those don't mean anything to, you, to your audience, but th those are the amino acid building blocks Quick, for proteins blocks. within our body. Yeah. And we have a pretty limited number of those amino acids. You know, you got you know, a couple dozen am amino acids that uh, do the, all the heavy lifting for building the myriad of 200,000 proteins that would build a human body. So kind of like the, the letters of the English language, you've got 26 you know, letters in the alphabet that can build hundreds of thousands of words. The essential amino acids are very much like the vowels. And so if you start to take out an A and an E, you start misspelling the vast majority of words on, on the planet. Yeah. Same thing, if you take out phenylalanine, tyrosine and, tyrosine, and tryptophan, you're gonna start misspelling most of the proteins in the body. When you misspell a protein, its function decreases. And one of the things that can happen is it misfolds into a protein structure that doesn't get used by the body and can't be cleared by the body and starts to deposit as a plaque within the brain or within the pancreas or within these different organ systems of the body. And we see this being part of the pathophysiology of everything from autism to Alzheimer's dementia to Parkinson's to type 1 diabetes. These amyloid plaques of misfolded proteins are showing up. And so as we misspell proteins, we develop all kinds of dysfunction and waste product that can't be cleared from the body. And so number one problem with shikimate pathway is screw up protein structure. Massive number two problem with blocking the shikimate pathway is that we subtract out the medicine within our food. So we talked earlier about Hippocrates, you said, let thy food be thy medicine. That was true up until 1996. All right, right at that moment, we suddenly allowed plants to be sprayed with a chemical that would literally block the medicine within the food. The, the, the food literally has anti-cancer compounds, anti-hypertensive compounds, anti-diabetic compounds, antidepressants. It has the whole slew of the pharmaceutical industry represented very well within the plant kingdom. Vegetables, fruit, and the like have all of these extraordinary compounds that are made through largely the shikimate pathway. As a family, these are called alkaloids. So with one chemical, we have blocked the ability to build healthy protein in human bodies and blocked the ability for the food to make the medicine that would treat any diseases that would stem from that problem. And so it's just an insane you know, thing to do to a food chain, number one. 
But number two is, you know, Monsanto has been telling us all now it's not just Monsanto, by the way, it came off patent in 2007. And so now every chemical com company in the U.S. and abroad is making some version of glyphosate. And so glyphosate being the active ingredient here that blocks that shikimate pathway, they keep saying there's no human target. It's just the shikimate pathway which yeah. humans don't have. So it can't hurt a human. Well, it can hurt a human because you just took away our building blocks yeah. and our medicine. But number two, we've now shown in our lab over the last five years that it has a very potent direct toxicity on human cells. Really. And interestingly, it's not actually inside the cell. It's actually around the cell that does all the damage. What we call the extracellular matrix. It's the entire scaffold for the whole human body is being destroyed by Roundup. The, the, the very you know, critical proteins include tight junctions. These tight junctions are Velcro proteins that hold the gut together. Your gut is composed of billions of epithelial cells that should be all laced together into one intelligent barrier system. It should be able to absorb the nutrients and water that you need and keep out the toxins, heavy metals, and, and plastics that are in your diet. What's happening to the autistic world and all the rest of us in a more minor way is we're losing that intelligent filter system by the direct damage of Roundup and other pharmaceutical compounds to those tight junctions, we're leaking like a sieve. And so why is Stephanie Seneff from MIT and our group and so many others around the world now recognizing that these ch children with autism are like these sponges for toxin? It's because we've blown apart their entire protection barrier system They've become a leaky sieve, and unfortunately, the same proteins that would create the gut barrier are the ones that create the blood-brain barrier and the kidney tubule barriers. Mm -hmm. And so in one fell swoop, you blow open the, the whole entry system of the gut, blow open the entry system to the brain, and blow out the, the detox pathways of the kidney, and now the kid is just sucking toxin from the whole world in and can't get it out. And so that's what's happened to autism, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia. These patients just become these sponges for toxin and neurologic injury is inevitable. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, a, uh, it's like you, you, can't, you can't dry off when you're still in the shower. And it's like they continually just keep being bombarded with these toxins. And from what you said, so we're going there, really, really good, good way of explaining it. You know how the, the stricomatic pathways, like the valves, are also the, the building blocks as well for everything that we talk about. Because that um, communication at DNA level very, very important. So you talked a little bit um, about that. So the Roundup stops the cell-cell communication. So it stops the body being able to talk to each talk to itself so it can start to heal where it needs to. Is that basically what you're saying? Through the antibiotic pathway, yeah. So by being an antibiotic and killing the bacteria and the fungi in your gut, mm -hmm. it's leaving you devoid of this communication network. Right. So the more sterile you get from Roundup, from antibiotics from your doctor, from the antibiotics in your food chain, uh, the, we use about five times more antibiotic in our cattle, pork, and poultry industries than we do in humans. And so we're pouring a bunch of antibiotic into their food and we're pouring more Roundup into their food. And so Roundup is control, you know, EPA and your regulatory bodies in, in Europe are supposed to be controlling and limiting the amount of Roundup that's allowed in our food and water systems. They keep increasing that threshold because we can't get it out of our system. We've found that you, you really can't clear glyphosate well from the soil or water systems or the air. And so the EPA just keeps ratcheting up the, the, the limits or allowable levels of this chemical because there's nobody who's shown a pathway for us to stop getting that. And as we continue to allow our, our farmers to pour that into our soils, it's not clearing from our water planet here. So we have this accumulation effect. 
And so uh, the, the, those regulatory bodies are a lot more lenient on pet food and cattle and, and livestock feed. And so pet food has about 400 parts per million of Roundup in it versus two parts per million in, in, in the human food chain. So, you know, some 200-fold increase in the amount that our animals are seeing. And your pet, if you haven't seen it yet, has got way more cancer, mood disorders, oh, yeah, sleeping disorders, cancer. skin disorders go down the list. That's new since 2010. Mm-hmm. You know, as we started to really pour this chemical into the environment, our animals are suffering worse than the humans and, and dying faster. So uh, it's just a travesty of, of human and plant and animal health on the planet as we allow this chemical to continue to saturate. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is only one of the 64 common chemicals and herbicides, pesticides used in your food chain. Uh, but I really believe it's the gatekeeper. It is, you know, worldwide the most ubiquitous chemical used. Uh, but there's even more toxic chemicals coming down the pike. And you may know that Bayer from Germany, the, one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world, just bought Monsanto. And so now Bayer, a German company, owns some 85% of the world's seed supply uh, in regard to these GMO uh, crops. And they have their own genetically modified seed that they're now putting on the market, which is terrifying because it blocks... The, the ability for the human body to make its mo- one of its most important amino acids, uh, which affects everything from neurologic function to human fertility. And so we're about to see an explosion of infertility, which is already on it. So what are, yeah. In the United States, one, one in three males is infer- infertile, one in four women. And so if that doesn't scare you, the next chemical coming down the pike will. Liberty Link is the name of the product coming out from, uh, from Bayer. Liberty Link, combined with Roundup in our environment, we're we are looking at the last few decades of human fertility and the end of our species very quickly. Just want to let that, just want to let that settle. That is, uh, it's, but people, as I said before, people now, I always deal with people that have been fertile, even now. Like, a lot, yeah. You probably do as well. Very, very, very much so. This is really worrying. Right. So I want to get onto your product and what you can do in a minute. First of all, because this is really, really important. As you said before, this is only one of the chemicals that we put putting into, into our food, the glyphosate and Liberty Link is going to be. You know, we've been using, I mean, they've been taking out all the essential nutrients from our soul since the Second World War, right? Since they started using yeah. MPK well, fertilizer. Before that. Before even, that. Yeah. 80 years? About 80 years? Yeah, I mean, in the U.S., it's been over 100 years that we oh. really screwed up uh, the situation. In the U.S., we, we had already killed our topsoil by the 1920s well, and had say, the Dust Bowl. 60% and so was the gone, Dust Bowl was this massive loss of so- topsoil that ran from the 1920s into the 30s and 40s. Uh, we had three decades of massive soil uh, loss. We are now losing more soil today than we did in the Dust Bowl. So we have the largest Dust Bowl slash you know, soil, topsoil loss. We are losing 11% of the American GDP in soil alone every year. 11% of gross domestic product being flushed down the water systems into the oceans, which of course is a huge economic loss for our country in regard to soil, but it's also choking our, our rivers and oceans into death. The death zone, the dead zone in the ocean at the end of the Mississippi River is now larger than the state of New Jersey. We have a completely hypoxic dead ocean at the end of that river as we're pouring contaminated topsoils all down that river. The, our, the Mississippi River is mud. Like you, it, you can't find clean water in that entire water system anymore. And so uh, it's, it's a devastating reality what we've done to these water systems and the ocean uh, is taking the brunt of it at, at the end point. And so uh, we are, we're, we're killing the planet faster than we're dying right at the moment. We, we are 
killing to extinction one species every 20 minutes. We've killed 40% of biologic life on Earth in 50 years. And so we're almost halfway done with the sixth great extinction on Earth, and this time it's being done by our, you know, our species. Uh, the other big extinctions that have happened have all been through big planetary shifts, uh, the last one being with the dinosaurs 55 million years ago when an asteroid hit or their giant volcano went off, debates there. But something covered the Earth in, in an inch of, of dust that choked out the topsoils, killed plant life, and therefore killed biology on the planet. So that massive extinction, we're about to match the dinosaur extinction era with uh, our chemical farming and, and, and plastics and all the other crap that we're pouring into the environment. So uh, the best thing that could happen on the planet right now is, uh, you know, based on our current track record, is that humans die quickly. Uh, the planet will recover quickly without us, but we are currently the biggest disease on this planet is humanity. It's, uh, it's something, I can't remember who it was that said it. Um... It's like uh, when we start losing our bees and our trees, then we, we really have to start worrying about the extinction, and we're critically close to that. You know, and as you said before, these I don't know if you know who Paul Check is. Do you know Paul Check? Absolutely. Yeah, perfect. He was saying that when he um, his power animal is a bee, and he can he like when he goes into a shamanic journey, he talks to them, and he said these bees are saying. He spoke to him. He said, "We just can't rest. We can't sleep um, from all the chemicals, and more importantly." all the Wi-Fi and electromagnetic frequencies, we can't sleep, we have no rest. And that's one of the things you're losing the insects, losing the bees. Then you just said, all oh, your water's being polluted. I mean, if we haven't got any water, what are we gonna do? So, I mean, what, I mean, this, is, this is the thing. 60% of the topsoil was done by the 1950s, I think you said, you know, they've done lots the same in China. Um, they could produce, I think, 22 to 30 times more more um, food on just like a single acre than they can American farmers can. There's a great book out there called Farmers of Forty Centuries, where I think they sent, sent over a, an American um, doctor, a scientist, to go and actually study this, and they found out what principles they were using. But most people are just so toxic, you can't even do that now. What have, what have we? I mean, are you? How do we get you? I want to give of, you some hope. <laughs> well, not as that. As I say, how do we get you in front of Congress? How do we get you in front of President Donald Trump and say, look, this is what's going on. If you want to still be here, we need to make some big changes fast. Like, what, what yeah, can we do? I'm not looking to legislation to do that. Legislation is too slow to move, and so I'm looking to the consumer. So right. um, we've started a nonprofit that's getting underway in the next two weeks here. So uh, feel free to go to FarmersFootprint.us. And FarmersFootprint.us is an opportunity for consumers to directly support chemical farmers who are ready to make the jump out of chemical farming into regenerative agriculture. Um, we've already, uh, the, our partners in this uh, nonprofit have already converted over a million acres to regenerative agriculture over the last 10 years. We're ready to speed that up to 10 million acres over the next five years by getting consumers to be able to directly support these farmers. We can, with a very small amount of money, $100 for per year, a consumer or a family can support an acre of farmland to convert from chemical to regenerative agriculture. The results are stunning. We can literally reverse, you know, 100 years of poor soil management in two to three years. We can get soil rebuilding, stop losing the topsoil within a year, start rebuilding the topsoil within two to three years. Within 10 years, we can have back a couple centimeters of soil. That speed is, is dumbfounding, and the impact on global warming, the CO2 footprint, all of this stuff suddenly reverses if we regenerate the soil. And so we are on task to, to get 10 million acres in North America changed. We would love to partner with any of you listening over there in Europe to help 
uh, start a parallel program over in Europe to get 10 million acres under transformation throughout the EU. Um, it's critical uh, that we do this. Of course, I'm, I'm still erroneously counting the UK there and, and the EU, but no. um, we, know, we need to do it here anyway. You guys are in real need. Uh, both both England and Ireland are, are very much you know part of that UK environment that are both suffering severely. So. Um, we, we've got to get you guys kind of in line with this regenerative agricultural uh, process. And you certainly have heroes over there already um, that are doing this. But we want to kind of connect consumers to that that movement to speed this thing up. I really believe if we can get, you know, 10 million acres in North America, 10 million more acres in Africa, 10 million more acres in, in uh, Western Europe. And I, like I said earlier, Russia is well on its way to, to doing something profound over there over the Pure, next 20 yeah. years. Uh, we can turn this thing around. Humans, believe it or not, we could be part of the solution, not the problem. Uh, we need to start to understand human biology in the context of the greater ecosystem of the planet. And we need to start putting all of our efforts, all of our biomedical science, all of our agricultural science, all of our technology science, all of this R&D needs to reinvent literally every product we use, Every chemical that's used or made on the planet needs to be rethought. Everything needs to be rethought in, in the context of nature. And we don't have to reinvent this wheel. We don't have to be smart enough to figure out how to live a non-toxic existence. We simply need to look to nature's template. Nature has literally shown us, here's how you make medicine. Here's how you make you know, te technologies for houses, for everything. Here's how you build regenerative water systems. Here's all of the templates, all the information we need is literally staring us in the face in nature. And we just need to be humble enough to say we don't have to manipulate nature. We need to w work within the belief system and the and the reality of nature's brilliant design. A planet that's been developing for a billion and a half years, we need to pay attention. That billion and a half years was was regenerative in every way. We need to pay attention to that. We've been here for 180,000 years, and we have not once in that 180,000 years lived with nature. We keep destroying the nature that we live in. We've wiped out all of the, the large species of every place, every landmass that we, we've inhabited as Homo sapiens. We're in the last 50 to 70 years of our species. Hmm. I mean, what the hell? I mean, we, we <laughs> it's insanity. It's insanity. Already proved out by the science, already proved out. And yet, is it really insanity or is it really just our journey? We have to wake up or we have the opportunity to wake up. If we wake up, I want to be a part of that. Oh, yeah. If we don't wake up, I want to retract out of that society. I want to pull away from that belief system and productivity. So that's what I'm trying to do in my life is how do I start to envision for myself, my children, my, my companies, my community, how do I make at least a small lifeboat to throw out in the water, say, we're going to do things completely differently. As soon as I started that mission in 2010, I found out everybody is in need of these lifeboats. We can start something scalable. And so my companies are all about scalable, scalable solutions for these really paradigm shifting philosophies and technologies that can change things. And the soil has been our template for the restore supplement line that you were going to mention. Our, uh, the uh, mitochondria that lives inside our body has been the inspiration for my energy company. We've now built these huge systems that convert plastics to biodiesel, things like that. So nature has the solution for all of our major problems. 
And the more we put our engineers in line with nature, the faster we come up with these kind of revolutionary ideas on the human side, only to find out there's no revolutionary thing about it at all. That's simply what nature's been doing since the beginning. And so that, that's been a very exciting and humbling journey. But also, I think, hopeful to all of you listening is there are, every solution we need is at hand because we're all here on purpose. Uh, you know, the genius that's in the human species right now is totally untapped, but not, not unpresent. And so the, I, I'm finding the solutions for the planet in people's garages and backyards and, and little workshops. It needs to be scaled. It needs to be supported. We need to, to support the genius that's saying there is a disruptive technology here that can do something completely different than the oil and gas industry. Here's something that can do transportation completely differently. The Elon Musk phenomenon of Tesla and all of this, that needs to be repeated a thousand times over, right? And so we need thousands of innovative thinkers to be supported by the consumer. If you find yourself on a daily basis consuming the same products you have in the last 10, 20 years, you need to stop. You need to really start being proactive as a consumer because you can change the world the instant you break out of that box and say, you know what, I'm not going to buy that piece of clothing. Because instead, I'm going to go online and I'm going to find those few people that are responsibly taking on the textile industry and saying less plastic, less toxins, less chemicals in this textile industry, less slave labor, human dignity, all of these things. If you make that shift in just the clothes you buy, massive revolution afoot. If you then say, I am not going to keep supporting these food brands that I've gotten used to and, and because they are using all these weird plastic containers and all of these uh, chemical stabilizers and, and emulsifiers and all this crap in my food, I have to get closer to the food chain. I need to start growing some of my own food and I need to start supporting local farmers that would grow the rest of my food. I need to start really changing those simple things that you do. So you don't need to start a company to be a part of the revolution. You need to just align your lifestyle to support the genius that's coming out of the woodwork to save us in this moment, this last breath of humanity. We, sh we sh can shift. If we do, I get. I think we get to play longer, and we don't need to disappear in the next 50 to 70 years. I think we can s sustain and transform, but we're going to have to have a complete rise of human consciousness in every way in which we live. 100%. I mean, I think 100% we are fighting against the tide, but hopefully, you know, hopefully those people, they'll have wiped themselves out. I mean, without sounding too cynical, you know, it's going to be people that know and the people that don't. You've got... People that I mean, I mean the way the world works and the so the underlying powers are trying to get everyone instant gratification. It's all about it's all about appearance. It's nothing and underneath this. It's, it's all surface level stuff. There's nothing. There's no substance anymore. Everything you're talking about is being awakened. It's having substance. It's understanding how the world works. Understand how nature works. You know, not worshiping God who's a figure in the sky. But we should be worshiping. This is this is God. The earth is God. That is nature. It's the very thing that keeps us alive. And everything you're saying is, I mean, it's music to my ears. It's just, I'm wondering, I mean, well, our listeners 100% know you're going to take us on board and go out and do it. And so are we. We know if we can connect in any way and get this going for the farmers, that'd be brilliant. I just want to ask a quick question. Well, one, I need, why aren't you working with Elon Musk, which you should be? And <laughs> two, two, have you had any kickback from big companies that are making things like the, so for example, with the farmers, um, farmers footprint US with the amount of um, you know the painted seas that Monsanto have made and all, everything has that not been a problem because you know they said once their seed goes into your fields they can start to you know they can start to sue you for example if you're not using it mm -hmm. and and also have you had any kickback from these companies saying that like we're going to 
they want to try and silence you, keep you, keep your, keep your mouth shut because you're going to be costing them. If it goes viral, you're going to be costing them billions, if not trillions of dollars. Yeah, absolutely. And so we've had pushback from Monsanto and things like that uh, through their trolls online and, and these people with misinformation campaigns and all that. But, you know, I've got the luxury of a hell of a lot of education and a really freaking brilliant basic science team of PhDs and all that uh, working around me. And so uh, we are so steeped in, in real science and truth on this one that we're pretty bulletproof in regard to the misinformation campaigns where we have been thrilled to take those on as they've come up over the last seven years. Um, we get almost none of those now that I have to respond to because our community has gotten so rabid. Um, our community, uh, our website is restore the number four life.com, restoreforlife.com. That website, and, you know, you can sign up for that newsletter and be, follow us on Facebook and all that. That community has become rabid, you know, agents of change. And so when, when one of these trolls comes on now and drops a you know, disinformation bomb, we will suddenly have 150 people from the community jump on and say, no, you are completely wrong. This is the science that's come out of such and such university or from biomic sciences that restore and all these things, you know. And so it, it's a joy to watch the community protect us and say, no, we are not going to let this disinformation crap keep coming in from the chemical companies and government agencies. We're going to hold this space. We need to hold this space. And so I have extraordinary gratitude and, and humility from from the community that's come around me and my team to say, you know, you guys are our protectors and everybody listening today, you can become part of that protection shield around us by just a demanding truth from your regulatory communities and everything else, but B, be present online, you know, really start this space. Um, we have a huge product coming out in 2019, uh, which is a, we're reinventing the internet with a, a platform we've been working on for three years with, uh, with programmers from the Ukraine, Amsterdam, Brazil, uh, all over the US. We've got all these teams that have been working on reinventing the internet to create a safe space that is not controlled by advertisers yes. and where big data is not stolen from you. And so we're, we're recreating the internet with civil liberties. And this this is going to be a revolution in and of itself. And so awesome. uh, that that product, I think, uh, you know, get on Restore for Life, be part of that community. You'll see this, this new platform coming out in 2019 that's going to revolutionize everything from the financial industry to business acceleration, you know, the support of disruptive entrepreneurs uh, and inventors all the way down into how do we create a social society uh, around the concepts of civil liberties, own your own space, don't be ripped off and manipulated, don't, don't become a commodity. And right now, if you're online, you're a commodity. Uh, your information is commoditized every single minute you click. Uh, you try to join somebody through a social media platform, you're being abused uh, by advertisers. And so we need to clear that space. I really believe that the solutions for humanity, how do we rise in consciousness? We communicate. And so the collapse of human health is because of the lack of bacterial and microbiome communication. The collapse of society is because of lack of, of individual to individual communication. Everyone's like this the whole time. Unmanipulated environment. And so we have the power now from technology standpoint to get these manipulative third parties out of our environment. And so we, we reclaim that. We put human to human ingenuity together. We support each other in this new environment. world is going to change very quickly, and it has to if we're going to survive. 100%. I would love to get you back on uh, that time. And you can talk about, because I'm guessing the names, you're probably keeping the name quiet for now in case anything gets out. Um, is that, yeah, probably a bit of a secret. So um, I'm, I'm writing that, yeah? 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's uh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. That's uh, fine. Yeah, I'm not quite ready for the marketing campaign on that, just because we're, we're still working through all of the perfect the, the legal pathways in the EU and elsewhere. So, mate, it sounds uh, we're, we're really working on getting this thing wrapped up big, but it's going to be exciting to see humans empowered by each other. It sounds like something I definitely want to be part of. I'm a man, and we really want to get, we really want to link up with that and get that out to people. Just so that's what we can do from. So we've talked about what we can do uh, as as a community. And this is what we all the things that we can be working towards restoreforlife.com um, farmersfootprint.us we want to get that going over here as well with your product restore um, so this is what people can take on an individual level to try and help heal their gut to try and um, so for example there's your people out there one what does it do two how does it work um, and why is it different from everything else on the market com- compared to something, for example, like probiotics, which people always have, um, even fermented foods, cultured foods, etc. Why is this different? Perfect. Yeah, so our concept of gut health has been pretty limited. If, if you try to look up the term gut health, the definition thereof is totally missing. And so neither doctors nor consumers really have a good definition of what that even means. Everybody keeps saying gut health is the foundation of everything now. And the last 10 years has really proven that out at the basic science level. But then you ask somebody to define that and it's vague. And they usually come back with, well, uh, we should take probiotics. When in fact, we've proven that probiotics don't work at all to diversify the gut flora. In fact, they do the opposite. A recent study published in Cell, which is one of the largest peer-reviewed science journals on the planet, uh, published in September, an incredible study done in multiple species, rodent to human, uh, to show that uh, the use of probiotics after an antibiotic is just as bad as the antibiotic at at preventing diversification of the bowel flora. And so antibiotic decimates the, the biodiversity, and then you'd start a probiotic, and it freezes the ability of the microbiome to recover. With no probiotic, everybody in the study recovered their, their natural microbiome within 30 days of antibiotic exposure. That, that was cool to find out. Unfortunately, with a probiotic at six months, they still hadn't recovered their microbiome. And so it's a really devastating reality that here we have a $37 billion industry of probiotics that are not based in science and are, in fact, screwing up our microbiome, probably you know, nigh on to the antibiotic industry. And so the one tool we've really been given in gut health is totally ineffective and probably part of the problem as much as that. Well, how can that possibly be? How can a probiotic be anti, as bad as an antibiotic? It, it comes down to what is in a probiotic. What is in a probiotic is three or five or seven species of bacteria at massive replication numbers. And so you have maybe 35 billion to a trillion copies of the same bacteria in a capsule or in a powder or liquid, and you take that into your body you're now overwhelming what should be a, a, an ecosystem of 30 to 40,000 species of bacteria, and you're overwhelming it with three species at billions and billions of copies every single day. You start to totally narrow your ecosystem. This is very much like planting monoculture corn and soybean all over, all over the planet. We should be growing many, many species of, of plant life all over the place. And in the same way, your gut, we should be helping welcome in an entire ecosystem to our body, not trying to overwhelm it by a few species or micromanage it with a few species. One of the big problems with the probiotics is we're seeing the more screwed up your gut is, the more prone you are to those bacteria actually starting to colonize, actually take up real estate in your gut lining. That's a very big problem because all of the probiotics on the market are not bacteria from human guts. They're bacteria from cow intestines. Cow flora is not human flora. Cow intestine is nowhere near what a human gut looks like. These are rumen, the cow's 
uh, and we'll have four pouches, no stomach, no small intestine, large intestine. They just have this like continuous gut, gut tube with these four pouches. And those rumen uh, stomachs, if you will, uh, are, are uh, this t- totally different approach to, to an alkaline or less acidic um, digestive process than the human uh, stomach phenomenon where we kind of drop everything into to battery acid to get that digestion started. And then we introduce an enormous amount of alkaline material and bile and en- enzymes into the small intestine to get the nutrition absorption. So we're screwing up that with this, this huge overexpression of, of, of bacteria. One of the most common conditions out there now is small bowel overgrowth, where we have the wrong bacteria growing in the small intestine, which screws up and causes bloating, irritable bowel syndrome, all these things. That's, I think, largely coming from two sources. Number one, probiotics, and number two, from drip from the sinuses through a poorly acidified stomach and seeding that space. And so our, our group is saying we've got to start looking at, at nutrition differently. It is not two or three species of bacteria leading to gut health, especially two to three or five species of cow intestine flora for, for our children. So we have to stop probiotics as soon as possible. So how does Restore differ from that? Restore is actually a sterile product that doesn't try to micromanage anything anywhere. This is literally a dietary supplement that tries to do nothing on its own. It's simply the communication network made by the bacteria and fungi that helps coordinate the communication between the species. That's the species of bacteria to the species of fungi to the human species itself, all coordinating now biologic function. Within seconds of this communication network from the microbiome touching human cells, we see the human cell DNA start making new protein, kick into repair processes, reduce mitochondrial stress, all of this in reaction to a a, a communication network made by bacteria and fungi. It's totally cool. It's so exciting that the human biology literally responds in seconds to new information from this microbial world. And so Restore is trying to be a non- uh, manager of this system and just an empowerment to the entire network. It's very much like this, the wireless communication in your cell phone. The cell in your body is an isolated structure that has tons of, uh, of communication and, and repair mechanisms capable in it. Your cell phone has all kinds of you know, transmission and, and re- reception capacity. But if you're further than seven, seven miles or you know, 15 kilometers, I guess, in your world uh, from that cell phone tower, you can't get signal. You can't get that cell phone to function. You, you start to lose touch with the greater community. That same thing is helping, happening at the human cell level. Our cells are becoming isolated and forget they're part of the greater community because the wireless communication network went down. We add back Restore and suddenly the wireless communication goes back up. Restore is not trying to do anything, but what immediately starts happening is the human cell starts realizing, oh my gosh, we're lacking proteins for the extracellular matrix. My gosh, what the hell happened up on the gut? All those proteins are damaged from Roundup. And so let's start pumping out those enzymes that would clear up Roundup. Let's start pumping out the enzymes that would rebuild the protein structures on the outside of the cell. Let's start rebuilding our scaffolding inside the cell. Restore doesn't do any of that. Restore is simply just saying, Here's the communication. A cell phone tower has never made a call to your cell phone. So it builds the wire, so it builds the builds the ability for the for the cells to communicate with each other and actually understand what's going on. So so for example, it'd be like the army or yeah, you know, or, or if you're on a football field or whatever, saying, look, we need some more defence over here, come over this way, or yep. we need something here. So it allows the communication to say. This quick question about probiotics. For someone who's used them for many years and I've used them with clients and they seem to have a really good effect, people with skin issues, gut issues, they seem to have done a job of 
of um, helping people. I mean, obviously, it's part of a whole process. So you were saying that the, re- that the probiotics we've been using, um, in, in your opinion, when studies have come out, everything else we've been doing is probably one of the reasons why they've been getting a lot better, but the probiotics wouldn't have been part of that? Exactly. I would, I would say, number one, we need to challenge ourselves because I use probiotics right up until the last few months too until yeah. these studies have really proven out that I'm doing harm. Um, I, I used them less and less in my practice and only used them after antibiotics, which turns out to probably be the worst time to possibly use a probiotic. Well, you know, everyone says that's the best time to use them, right? Because you're, yeah, you're probably the worst time to use them. You know, that's the when you're most vulnerable to that probiotic actually screwing up your gut. Well, right. why were we seeing an improvement with our probiotic use is we almost always couple probiotics with a change in nutrition. Mm-hmm. It's the nutrition that's changing the microbiome in a positive direction, not the probiotic. It's I think the nutrition has the ability to overcome the limitations of the probiotics and maybe the harm of the probiotic. Um, but what we need to really rechallenge ourselves is, is also looking longitudinally. I agree that you can see a little bump in health in, in somebody with a screwed up gut in the first week or two. In, in the mouse model, we can see this very well, that in the first uh, the first few days of the probiotic, we saw a recovery of uh, towards a recovery of um, the microbiome diversity. And that lasted for about one or two weeks, and then it suddenly went away and never came back. And so there's a small bump, it looks like, in the potential, or at least the, the, the probiotic maybe in a very short duration, maybe a few days or a week. That might be enough to like start to stabilize an environment and not yet overwhelm it. But if you then stay on that probiotic long term, that's when we get into trouble. Right. So if somebody says, I started this probiotic and I felt better, I would say, well, you got the benefit out of that in the first five days, not the first five months. You need right. to stop that thing. At very least, we need to go to intermittent use of probiotics. Right. Don't take it every day. Take it once a week at the most. So, you know, we got to stop this kind of daily overwhelm. Would you say that's the same for cultured foods and probiotic-rich beverages? Were they different? Yes, if those foods are being prepared through a probiotic uh, process, and most of them are. And so you can look at the label and they'll say, you know, they should say at least which bacteria were used in the fermentation process. Typically, it's acidophilus or one or two strains of lactobacilli Mm -hmm. uh, used in our fermentation uh, products. What you really want is that's just a probiotic in a a bottle. That's not going to be any different. What you do want is a fermented product that was air wild fermented where you're getting hundreds and hundreds of species from the air to work on that food and create a much more interesting diversity, not only in the bacterial component, but also in the metabolites. Each species of bacteria, let's picture uh, sauerkraut. That cabbage has myriad of nutrients, fibers, et cetera, within it that need to be broken down and digested. And what we see is a screw up in that, that, uh, that potential if we just use one or two species. We need to let hundreds of species come into that water stew around the cabbage and say, hey, I can break down this nutrient. I can make this nutrient bioavailable. I can break down this fiber. I can make this soluble fiber bioavailable. You know, and this is, let the whole microbiome start to reinvigorate that process and really get that complexity. So I use air fermentation and I really encourage people, if you want your microbiome back, simply go outside in nature. We know if you breathe it, you touch it, all of that, that's how you get your microbiome back. You're not going to eat yourself to diversity. You're going to touch and breathe yourself to diversity. And so get animals back in your life. Start taking care of large animals. If you, if you don't have animals, then volunteer at a horse farm or something like that and get involved in big animals. Have pets in the home, maybe, and you know, it depends on your, your, the health of your environment there. But you know, get outside hiking, mountain biking. You know, get out and, and and get out in the oceans, get in the riverways, kayaking, whatever it is. Find your outside activities that will get you steeped in it. 
I'm a, I'm a, just started surfing a couple years ago, and I think one of the best things you can do for your microbiome is be a terrible surfer like I am. I spend so much time underwater churning through these waves that I'm like, oh my gosh, I think my sinuses have never been as healthy as they are today because I've got so much you know ridiculous microbiome in there. I, I no longer use a neti pod because I just go surfing it frequently enough to get, get my whole lavage there. So yeah, that that reality of I'm finally like getting this complete, you know, infiltration of nature into my body again through the surfing practice. So find that complete, you know, reconnection with nature and nature will heal you, will make you more resilient, will protect your children, get your kids outside and they will improve at school. Their attention will improve. Their scores will improve. Everything will get better if you get them outside in nature, get them plugged back into that natural order of human health and, and vitality. And in that process, that kid will become a co-creator for the future of humanity, not just part of the consumptive uh, belief system and consumptive behavior that we've set up for them in the past. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. This is why, like, uh, so many children now, they're getting ill because they haven't got a diversity of bacteria on them. They keep watching these hand washes that, once again, destroys them, the, all yep. the bacteria on your skin. As you said before there, but also about your sinuses, you know, people don't understand. Your gut is your master microbiome. You have got seven microbiomes in your body. I mean, genitals and, and nasals, for example. Nasal passage sinuses are, are one. I know you've got, a, I want to just talk um, quickly, I know you've got a nasal spray as well that you can use, you've also got a Restore for Kids. With the nasal spray, if you're using the Restore product for your gut, would you need a nasal spray as well? Because once you've healed the master microbiome, would it not help, wouldn't, wouldn't, then it goes, oh, the body goes, oh right, we now have healed this, now we know how to heal every microbiome, would you need a nasal spray or is it just something you can use in conjunction? It's typically using conjunction now. We used the oral one for years before we released the nasal one. We released the nasal one and realizing that there's a pretty significant subset of the population that no matter how much we treat orally and try to get the gut online, if, if they're killing their microbiome and being exposed to Roundup every breath they take and they can't recover some sort of balance at the nasal mucosa, uh, then they're not going to get balance in the gut either because as you get sinus problems, sinus congestion, you end up with post-nasal drainage down the back of your throat. And after the age of 35 or 40, you don't have enough acid in your stomach, especially at night, to kill all that post-nasal drainage. So you're going to end up seeding your small intestine with, with nasal and, and sinus flora. Uh, that's going to screw up your digestive process by by getting those wrong bacteria there. So that's why we use uh, the sinus uh, lavage and, and as a as a product just to help support the normal breathing environment up there up top. Um, we do certainly see a benefit on the overall immune system of protecting that, uh, rebuilding that healthy gut. One of the profound things you can see on the Restore for Life uh, page is all the science we've created around what is a healthy gut. And it turns out a healthy gut is strong, tight junctions, and that's what Restore does. You move Restore into the environment of the human cells, they start making all the proteins that make those tight junctions, the Velcros that holds the gut together, the endothelial of the blood vessels, the blood-brain barrier, the kidney tubules, all of these are supported by that Restore family of molecules. And that family of molecules then goes on to create that intelligent barrier system between the outside world and the inside world. And now your immune system has a breather. Your immune system can literally recover with this safe space and stop working overtime and running out of all of the coping mechanisms of your body and tipping you into this chronic state of decline. And so we want to support that, give yourself some space, create those healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries at the micro level lead to healthy boundaries at the macro level. You're going to find that you have more mood stability, more you know cognitive stability, less of the kind of brain fatigue at the end of the day. 
we, we need you to wake up and be part of the solution for humanity. It's less about wanting your nose not to drip. It's more about, I want you to think clearly. Mm -hmm. I want you to be clear in your purpose and your mission and your passion. You showed up right now. If you showed up right now and 7 billion humans, largest number to ever show up, you showed up with 7 billion other souls to right now be part of the solution to either let us stay or let us die. We need to be enlightened quickly. And so we need you to think clearly, be clear. If you're not, dig into these resources, start reading everything you can. We've got thousands of hours of my lectures and other scientists and everything else uh, out there. And so dive in deep and find that those foundational new shifts for you to become part of this, not so that you you know, live to be 70 or 80 years old. I want you to, to be here in your purpose and on purpose. And if you can do that for us, be there with us in that. That's where I have hope for my children and, and their generation to come after them. So, unfortunately, I've got to run to another uh, well, hundred But I, I'm so grateful for your time and and having me on. All right, all right, no worries, mate. And I, I, I wanted to ask you one one quick last one. With your restore product for your gut, is it something you can take every day, or is it a short is it a short thing and you come off it? Uh, right now, we're we're using it for life until we stop chemical spraying. So we're asking all of our restore customers to put us out of business by supporting farmers' footprint. If we can support the farmers to stop the freaking spraying and get the ecosystem back in touch, we're not going to need to use the ecosystem of 60 million years ago. That's what we're using to to create restore is is fossil soil that's 60 million years old. We need to recreate that soil base on the planet, so we're not using this as a band-aid. So help put my biotech company out of business and support the farmers. Farmersfootprint.us, restoreforlife.com. you find us. And uh, thank you for being part of that community. And, and Ryan, really thank you for being a voice piece for you know, health for the planet and bringing all kinds of truth to your listeners. I so appreciate it. Right. Dr. Zach Bush, that was an absolute pleasure. One of my favorite interviews. Thank you very much. Keep doing what you're doing, and hopefully I'll speak to you soon. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. So guys and girls, that was Dr. Zach Bush. And I've got to say, it's one of my favorite interviews I've done. You know, the guy is just on point. His message, everything about his knowledge, his message, it's just everything that, that um, <clears throat> I love, everything that we're trying to trying to put out into the world here at Revive, myself, other people like, you know, Ron Williams, Paul Check, Jason Christoph, all the other guests we've had that we go into these, this is, and just touching on some brilliant stuff. And we're really going to try and work with Dr. Zach Bush to get that farmer's footprint out over here. You know, and he's also got his store for life. That's going to be a great, and that platform, um, that, that platform on the, on the web where you won't be, your impersonal information won't be stolen or used is going to be remarkable. Can't wait for that to happen so we can get involved with that as well. And, you know, his knowledge is just about the gut microbiome, the soil science, disease, phenomenal. And, um, you know, we've touched on a lot of these things before, but it's great to go in depth with them. And also to talk about the product restore. And it's something that I've used with my clients now for, I'd say, the last six months. And the results we've got of it have been brilliant. And probiotics are something that I have reduced quite a lot and I will be coming off completely and I'll just be using the store products instead and seeing how that goes you know you can get probiotics and, and prebiotics things like fruit are phenomenal for that you're going to have that on a lot of your foods anyway and as as Dr. Zach Bush said go out amongst nature you're going to breathe it in 
you know, be touching things with different bacteria on it. These are all going to help your microbiome. Um, so things like probiotics, I will be putting to the wayside. There's still lots of other things that would be phenomenal. Like obviously, you need your herbs for your different organs, uh, concentrated nutrients, um, etc. Lots of different things, lots of different products. So I'll say when we talk about supplements, we're not talking about synthetic supplements. We're talking about whole foods in concentrated form, which is very different to what you get most people. Ninety nine point nine percent of the market out there is just selling rubbish. Um, for example, this Huel thing, that Huel protein that you see everywhere, heavily marketed toxic garbage um you can see that from the ingredients they put in there sucralose for example um sunflower oil you know these these things are not in um i think it's a, yeah not in high quality products you can see that if you want to buy a product quality product like you've got um uh, you've got sun warrior different companies like that you've got vital way quality you don't need to be buying toxic rubbish and it's the same with, with these the products that we're talking about you know these are all whole food concentrated nutrient products that are that are just yeah that are just world class um, worlds apart from what most people get but what a fascinating interview so much to talk about and it just gives you the it gives you the knowledge to know what's going on and although it's scary also gives you the power to realize we're in control vote with your dollars vote with your pounds vote with your euros whatever it is that you spend um <clears throat> yen <laughs> whatever it is you spend that's what that's the difference you know you start buying non-toxic house cleaners non-toxic materials um you start buying organic organic food you start you start um if you can buy an organic cotton clothes stay away from synthetic materials you buy things off of people that are producing quality products for you at the local farmers for example um and people that are doing things that can help the world like, like all the companies that we sell at the w uh, at the revive yourself shop you know www.reviveyourself.co is a tag there for the shop all the companies that we pack there are all independent companies that are that are that are just producing products at very, very high quality rate. You don't see it's mass produced, you know. So why these things are so cheap because they're mass produced and they use synthetic rubbish products. And you see, you see the same thing on the shelves. So I think, why do you think grain is so cheap and things like crisps and chocolate and and just nonsense? Even in conventional toothpaste, you know, one pound ninety eight or whatever, compared to when you're getting a non toxic toothpaste. You know, these things are cheap because the, the ingredients they use are cheap and nasty. So you get what you pay for and if you want a higher quality life you want somewhere that your children can live and flourish then we need to start taking action now but anyway that was dr zach bush that was actually a phenomenal interview i really enjoyed it myself i hope you did too I'd definitely be aiming to get him back in the meantime um so we're getting back in the near future uh, in the meantime if you have to listen to the interview once or twice or three times go for it um as always guys and girls uh, I said before, lots of free articles, quality articles at www.reviveyourself.co. Got our shop there too. So you're looking for product supplements, you just go to the shop tab. And if you are looking for some help getting over a chronic issue, the best way and the quickest way to, to do that would be to book a consultation with me. If you send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co, better book you in for a free call to see if and how we can help you. And we can go from there. Otherwise, guys and girls, that's it for this week. I'll speak to you soon. Stay happy, stay healthy. Lots of love. 
If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today. 